I'm finna put all this in my book bag because I'm from the streets. Yeah, yeah. And boom, what's going on? It's your boy Ambition, and welcome to another episode of the MYFB podcast. Today I have with me the beautiful, the goddess, Empress Christina Saunders. Tina, she goes by, as well as Star AK. Man, what, man, what, what, how many nicknames we got? I have a lot. Got a lot? <laughs> All right, so what's the preference? What do, what do you want the audience to call you? They see you out in the street, you're at groceries, you're at Kroger's or Piggly Wiggly, because I know you down south, right? They walk into Piggly Wiggly and they see you. What, what do you want them to say? Tina. Tina, got it. So today with us, we have Tina with I Create Life. And you are actually one of our first repeat guests. Nice. Right? I know. Thank you for coming back. Right? Last time we talked, you were working on the relaunch of I Create Life. And, you know, I got a chance to go back and look at it. It's completely a brand shift. Right? But that brand shift is so beautiful. It seems like you lightened it up a bit. So tell us a little bit about the rebrand, the relaunch, and what was that like? Well, the relaunch and the rebrand, it was it was stressful at the very beginning. It was, but I feel like it became everything that I wanted to be mm. and it's still evolving. So we're not done. Um, we're going to add more products. We're going to make the process a lot, se- a lot more seamless. And I'm really looking to create kits and gifts. Mm. So right now we just have the single product with different variations, which is the intentional oil for the hair, for the body. Um, but we're looking to add a lot more things. So as far as the rebrand, I feel like it's going great as we continue to evolve. Nice, nice. All right. And we were talking about some of the products that you were offering and promoting. Um, so your oils, we've seen you on social media doing your content with the oils. Um, beautiful stuff. Uh, talk to us a little bit more about the, the three facets of I Create Life. Right. Because I think, you know, first glance, it can look confusing to someone. But when you really take a look at what you've done, um, you've created something for mind, body and soul. And then when you break all of that down, you have things that actually um, help for each area. So break down for our listeners how you have made sure to service your audience and who is the audience for I Create Life. Yes. Okay. So the audience for our create life, I am targeting women mm-hmm. and I'm targeting women that are busy, women that are mothers, women that are entrepreneurs, women that are workforce warriors. I'm targeting women that are tired. I'm targeting women mm-hmm. that are out. I'm targeting women that don't take time for themselves. And I'm giving them options that helps them day to day on a daily basis do more mindful tasks to help make their life run more smoothly. Because I'm a mother, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a student, soon to be grad student. I I can't allow my task to overrun me. Right. Mm. And I can't forfeit my task. I can't say, oh, I'm not going to be a mom today. Or I'm just going to not feel orders today. I can't do that. But instead of complaining about it, which we see a lot on social media, people that don't want to work the nine to five, we see a lot of complaints. 
Um, and we may not be able to just say, okay, I'm going to stop working my nine to five today. But what we can do is make sure that we're catering to ourselves in a way that supports us and lifts us up and empower us so that when we do show up in our spaces, whatever space that may be, we're showing up as our fourth self. So when I broke down what it really means to take care of ourselves mindfully, we have different aspects to us, right? We have the mind, the body, the soul. We also have the heart. So I wanted to cater my business in a way that it speaks to the whole self because alignments of all of those areas are key to the success of being a fulfilled human, right? So as far as the the different elements, I would make sure that I was able to provide something for each, even if it's just a book for the mind or meditation for the mind. It's something that we can incorporate on a daily basis to make right. sure that we're doing to ourselves. Okay. So ironically, I literally just spent the past 24 hours working on something very similar for the free and authentic entrepreneur. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that you were going to say exactly what you just said. But what I did was instead of breaking it down, mind, body, and soul in the holistic being, mm -hmm. I realized like, even when you look at business, when we look at the three, uh, the three big niches or the three niche categories, health, wellness, and relationships or health, wealth, and relationships, sorry. Right. Yeah. Um, those are encapsulating the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's really talking about mind, body, and soul, right? Yeah. So what I did was I started going back through the episodes that we've come that we've done. And I broke those into the three categories for entrepreneurs so that they can quickly get the answers from the experts like yourself that have been on the podcast. Right. Um, so I think it's really interesting that you've gone, we we've ended up going in the same direction in a roundabout way. Um, so let's, let's talk about that because I think we are actually on the fringe of entrepreneur society trying to serve the whole being, right? What do you say to the uh, entrepreneur or the business coach or whoever that says you're doing too much or we're doing too much? You can't do all of those things. You're doing too much. How can you do it well? The thing about it is it's not too much at all. It's mm. really not because when you think about it, we're literally taking the whole and we're saying, hey, we're helping you become a better entrepreneur. We're helping you become a better mother. We're helping you become a better workforce warrior. But we're doing that by allowing you to choose the area in which you need most help. Because someone might be great at being a vegan, I don't know, or working out, you know, but they may lack in the spiritual aspect or they may lack in the mentality. They may lack in one of those areas. And instead of saying, this is, this is just, oh, this is spirituality only, right? Or this is, I don't know, workforce only. We're saying, hey, this, we have different options because people like options. Let's just be honest. They want to go and they want to make a choice. Well, I, I think it, what we've done so far with entrepreneurship, we try to highlight one product so that if people are going to choose that option, they can choose us. And sometimes removing that option is the same as removing freedom. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's why I 100% agree with you. I've added back in those options to my business, because if I only give you one way to work with me, 
this isn't a business that's promoting freedom. It is, it's not a business that's promoting choice. It's not a business that's promoting any sort of self-reliance or free agency of the individual. And how can I say that I'm a free, authentic entrepreneur and that I'm creating things for free and authentic entrepreneurs if I'm not doing that, right? Yeah. And I think it's the same thing for yourself, right? Um, you're an amazingly ambitious woman, right? The, the fact that we did our last podcast and your, your son was very much present. He was a special co-guest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But that hasn't stopped you from going to school. That hasn't stopped you from, you know, saying, okay, well, I'm going to go get my master's. That hasn't stopped you from starting your business, your clothing line. Um, and you don't just do services, you do services and products, right? Um, so let's talk to the people out there listening who are like, you know what, I want to be like you in ambition. I want to do, I want to do it all, right? Mm-hmm. I want to offer products and services and make sure that there's something for everyone. Uh, what advice do you have for that person? How can you, how can you shortcut their experience? What I advise is to get really, really clear on your target audience. And when you get clear on your target audience, you know who you're servicing and you know what they need. We're able to provide multiple products and services for one audience. We're not tackling the whole world. I hear a lot of people say, oh, my my product and service is for everyone. It's not because not everyone is going to need. And when you target everyone, then you're all over the place. But what we've done is we've picked a target audience and we broke down their needs into sections. That way, whenever they need something out of that section, they know where to come. It's a little bit different and it's a little bit more tedious, but I had to learn that within myself, that once you know your target audience, you know their strengths, you know their weaknesses, and you know how to trigger them in a sense, right? Right. So that would be my advice. And my advice is to give yourself grace, to give yourself time to really work through this because Ambition and I didn't get here overnight. This is a process. When I met Ambition, he was head first studying hypnotherapy and he's completely changed his brand. He's completely changed everything that he's done that so that it fits him. His message is still the same, but the approach is a little bit different because he's gotten clear and he, he's gotten focused and you can see that within your work. I'm so proud of you, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. I'm so no, proud of you. I I'll you. keep it so real with you. Like, um, like my relationship with you is really a love for love relationship. Like I see you as a business owner. And mm-hmm. I, when we first met, and we're, we're not talking about long ago either. That's the crazy part, right? When we first met, like you weren't where you currently are. And there was so many things that you were doing well, but man, the quality of your content has improved exponentially. The, the, the shoots, right? Like you were doing photo shoots in the beginning, And it seems like you've really done this enough to where, like, I can tell by watching your shoots now, you understand that you want to be in this position. You want to look exactly this way. And um, what I can watch and admire from the outside looking in is they've described this with, I'm I'm not sure if you saw uh, Rhythm and Flow, which is the, it was the hip hop version of American Idol that was on Netflix with Cardi B, T.I. and Chance the Rapper. No. 
I right? That it, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's it's pretty decent. Um, I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> well, the winner of it was a rapper named Deep Smoke, right? And one of the things was when he went into you know the recording studio with some of these top tier producers, they likened him to artists who were already crazy big and who would be superstars because he was involved in every little intricate detail. He could tell them where he wanted the, the note to hit. He could tell them where he wanted the levels on certain music. And that's the level of intricacy that I'm seeing you put into your business. And having to be somebody on the other end that's doing that, I'm like, yo, she's doing that, right? And I say all of this to say, right before we, we've opened up, you were just talking about how you're moving into content creation and you hate content creation, <laughs> right? And I don't think there's any content creator that loves making content. Like I love doing the podcast, right? And I love breaking the pod. I actually do not love breaking the podcast down. I'm not going to lie to y'all. That's yeah. the port. Like that's really the portion of content creation because I, and let me know if it, it feels the same for you. Okay. My problem starts to be that when I'm creating content, I have to worry about how it's going to be perceived by people, mm -hmm. right? And I have to consistently remind myself of my single target market, my target audience, just like you said earlier, mm -hmm. because if I know that I'm only creating it for them, they like me, they get me, they understand. It doesn't have to be all the way perfect for them. But if I'm creating it for the entire world, it has to be perfect. It has to not offend the most, the, the easily offended people, right? right? It has to then also be tough enough to entice the toughest and wildest people. And you can't do both, yeah. right? You, you, can't, you can't market to Joe Rogan and the love and light people at the same time. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, it's not going to work. Um, so how, how has been, how has it been with your experience creating that content, uh, focusing in on your target audience? And then, you know, what are some of the ease, what are some of the ways that you've gotten into flow and creative processes that make it easier to create content for yourself? Oh, um, content creation has been a journey for me. Let me tell you. Um, I love editing videos, mm -hmm. YouTube videos in particular. I love doing that. I will sit there and do that all day long. Okay. But what I've started to do was get more creative as far as how I relay my messages on Instagram. Mm. And I wanted to do that because I did want to get into the whole reels thing um, and TikTok and all of that. I did want to get into that. But for me, um, I like to watch what other people are doing, what's popular, what's hot, what people are liking right? and how they're doing it, right? How the different creators are doing it. So because it's almost like I'm entering a new type of content creation, that's the part that's been difficult. Again, I can sit mm. here and I can edit a YouTube video. I can edit an ad in two seconds, right? But as far as that, it's, it seems a little bit more tedious because you have to record every single thing that you do and then go back and chop that 10 minute video down to two seconds just yes. for a frame. 
And so that part, um, I'm noticing it gets overwhelming because now you have so many different videos to edit where before when I was doing a YouTube video, I'm taking a 20 minute video, knocking it down to 10 minutes and then I'm done. So now it's a little bit different. I'm up for the challenge because I love challenges and I love to see the finished product. That's what drives me the most. I'll be, I definitely agree with you. I definitely agree with everything you just said. And I'll be so honest with you. Mm -hmm. Starting the podcast has been, it's made all of that much easier, Mm -hmm. right? There are literally days where I'm like, oh shit, I don't have nothing on my personal page. Let me shoot back through this content for this podcast. I know I said something prolific at some point. Exactly. It wasn't all bullshit and jokes. Let me get in here. So like having that is a blessing. And then having, you know, if this is right now, this is probably going to come out as episode 33 or 34. Nice. Right. But we're currently on episode 20. That just got released. Nice. Yeah. So that being said, like I pulled out the camera. This is now going to get broken down into content and it's going to be able to be produced or put out there and help share um, your expertise. But that's really the name of the game. And everybody's saying it. They're repeating it. It's just having this type of content, having the conversations, making sure that this is what you're talking about. Right. Like if you're about business, be about business. So I, I, one of the things I would love to see you do, even if it was just for 10 episodes, give us a podcast, give us a, I create life podcast. Honestly, if you want me to be a hundred percent honest, I have, I have started a podcast. Um, It has two episodes. Nice. Still don't know what I'm doing with it. So it's just in there. But I've created a little, um, the little picture thing. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. Let's break it down. Let, let's really break this down, right? Okay. What's the concept? Like, who, who's the podcast for? Um, honestly, it would be the same thing. It would be the same thing as far as the target audience. It would definitely be women that are needing to take care of themselves. Okay. Then what what is preventing you from putting it out? Honestly, because I'm doing a lot. (laughs) So I'm trying to figure out, there's this one YouTuber where he creates podcast episodes every day. And then he takes those podcasts and like we're doing, you know, doing it visually. So Mm -hmm. he'll take the visual aspect, he'll put it on YouTube and then save the audio for, um, for his podcast. So I've been really trying to figure out, like you said, how to create content and then be able to use it in different forms. So that's been my goal, not to drive myself crazy because I have to also make sure that I'm considering my self-care. I have to make sure that my kids are okay and I have to spend time with them. So for me, it's how can I produce the max Mm -hmm. that I can give, but in order for it to still be of quality, I have to make sure that I'm still resting and such and such. So how can Oh, go that, ahead. No, that like that really is the issue. Is the reason I'm able to put out so much with the podcast is I've been doing speaking for over ten years. If I mess up, I really don't care, right? Mm-hmm. Or I know how to save it. Um, 
a lot of this stuff is on plan. So I make sure that it's very conversational. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, it, I, I think it's much easier when you have a raw and unfiltered podcast and, you know, get, give some credence to that. If you did go raw and unfiltered, your people are stressed out and, and doing their fucking thing anyway. They'll just love the fact that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's really what it is. Like people don't want everything to be perfect. If something's perfect, that means I have to be perfect while I'm ingesting it. And that the goal of it is to help me attain perfection. But if something's meeting you where you are and giving you the information that you need, that allows you to decide how, how high you want to present yourself. Right. But I would definitely recommend, even if it's just getting the content, because even if you go raw and unfiltered, mm-hmm. there are going to be polished moments. Yeah. It, she's thinking about it. I am. I am. Because that's, that's, that's definitely me. I am one of those people that want things to come across, not necessarily, I don't want to say as perfect, but as polished as possible. And I know that's one thing that I told myself that I was going to give myself grace on this year mm-hmm. is just to put it out. So for me, I said that I was going to produce a certain amount or put out a certain amount of content. No questions asked. I don't care if there's a part, a little bitty part that I can't edit because I'm that person that will go back and edit me inhaling for too long. I will edit that out. Listen, the most editing that you guys get on the podcast, there was one time in, I want to say episode 17, the episode with Courtney Coleman is called Shattering Limiting Beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. I had to stop, get up and plug in the uh, the laptop cable. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'll cut that out later. And that's the only time I've ever cut out something. Yeah. Um, I, just fuck it. Like the imperfections are what it is, right? Like people aren't, if, if I think if the value's there, I'm going to take the value regardless of how you give it, right? Like if you walk past a mound of diamonds, and this is for every listener here. If you walk past a mound of diamonds, but it's covering shit, you're going to leave it there? How much? <laughs> It's a mound of diamonds. I know, I know. A I'm just mound. Yeah, you're right. right. Like, so it's just, it's just a little bit of shit. Wash it off. <laughs> you've, you've changed diapers. You've dealt with shit before. Yeah. But that, that's like, it sounds like a very crude analogy, but isn't it? No, that, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. That's exactly what our success in this entrepreneurship journey is. It's a mound of diamonds covered in shit. And sh- the shit is all the work that you're sitting there fighting. Like, I don't want to fucking do this. And we all do it. I want to go to bed. We, ah. Bro, we, and we all fucking do it. Yeah. So. You're right. I'm, I'm not going to let shit stop me from getting my diamonds. You're absolutely right about that. Because you're going to say you're going to walk away from it. And the first step that you take away from that shit covered diamonds, you're going to step right in some shit and have to clean shit anyway. Yeah. Yep. You're right. I would say, honestly, entrepreneurship has been one of the most rewarding journeys that I've ever took. That in motherhood, for sure. But entrepreneurship really showed me how much I was made of, you know, like yes. the, the trials and tribulations that we face every single day and 
having for me it's not it's same thing not complaining about it but finding a way finding a solution finding a a way to tackle it and thrive afterwards I don't know it's really it's really rewarding and I wouldn't change it for the world not it not at all I think um so I'll be very honest on what's going on in my personal life right so we're doing this we're closing sales and I just got a job offer right Mm -hmm. and it's from the first company that I've ever worked with Mm -hmm. so I'm not saying no but I'm not saying yes but I know that I'm not gonna say yes yeah right yeah because it's like at the same time it's like man it would be nice if I could do both and then I'm sitting there in the shower and it's like this is really the conversation that I'm having with myself it's like you fucking punk like what the fuck are you talking about you're gonna go get a job why don't you just focus on what you're doing yeah like who cares if you have to suffer at the behest of it like this is just what life is you were going to suffer anyway you'd suffer if you went to the job you'd suffer if you didn't have the job right but if i can choose my suffering and in choosing that suffering i also get to choose the fulfillment of what i believe to be my purpose Mm -hmm. and i get to be the man that i've imagined myself as in my mind and i get to reveal that to the world and i step into my power position i don't give a fuck if i have to be homeless and do that exactly exactly you're absolutely right about that and it's so funny because I feel like us as entrepreneurs we have those moments where we're just like like you said shit should I go should I just go get a job I can just do both but really how I started to look at it is it's energy it's Mm -hmm. only 24 hours in a day so if I take a job for five days a week or even four or three days a week that eight hours nine hours ten hours I'm taking that away from going live or pushing sales. It's really not a, um, oh, shall I look for somebody else to pay me? It's, it's the, it's all the matter of how can I go make more money because it's a numbers game. So I know if I get out there and I market in front of a hundred people, one person's going to buy. So I've started creating systems for myself where I'm like, okay, well, if I can sell one oil a day to get myself started, that'll show me that it's possible to make three oil sales a day, five oil sales a day, 10 oil sales a day. You know, there are entrepreneurs that do million dollar months. And when I really put that into perspective, I was just like, bro, I'm on the opposite side, quote unquote, opposite side of making a million dollars a month. But that means I'm still on the spectrum. So how do I push myself forward to get closer to that? All I need is a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Everything that you do adds up, no matter how long it takes. Everything I notice, every ingredient you put into the pot, make that dish taste so good. You take out some of those ingredients, which means you take out some of your day-to-day actions. That dish won't taste the same. So everything adds up. Just keep going. Right. And what oftentimes, like, I think this is now the second time I've had this particular conversation. When we tell people, don't walk away from your job, we're trying to protect your livelihood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's talk to our mental health people. Let's yeah. talk to our people who go through depression, mm-hmm. right? Um, and let's talk to our people who go through anxiety for a second. Mm-hmm. If you're at a job and you're feeling depression and anxiety, but you don't want to walk away because you think you'd feel much worse if you had nothing or if you were homeless 
usually what I have noticed my depression to be about is when I have a very strong inner belief and I'm acting and behaving opposite, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So now this is two hypnotherapists talking about mental shit, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, be- I'm behaving opposite of my, my inner belief, right? When yeah. I was in the military, the first sprint of depression is I believe that I should be an active father and my wife is complaint. My wife at the time is complaining to me that I don't give enough time to my son and I'm giving all of my time to this military life. I don't want the military more than I want my son. Right. Right. So that was my first sprint of depression as I'm in the job is also, Hey, did you divorce your dream for this? Did you divorce your dream so that you could be here? And then going into cybersecurity after I got out the military, everybody's like, okay, yeah, you're making a ton of money. So fucking what? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and this is somebody who really cares about money telling you so fucking what? Right? And when I tell you, like, I really care about them. I think you, you've seen enough of me to know, like, I fuck with my bag. Like, right. I, I, I love it. Like, I'm. I don't think I'm material, but I also think if I say I'm a king, if I say I'm a God, if I say that these are the things that, uh, have you ever seen a king not adorned in gold? Like, why are we playing this game? So if there's a $650 shoe and this is a king's foot, a king's foot can go in a sandal, but it should also be able to go in the $650 shoe. That's and true. I just want to prove to myself that I have the options. That's all. Exactly. Right. That's yeah. So when I look at it that way, boom, this is the life that I'm deciding I'm going to live. I'm not going to give myself any outs. Right. Because if we go back to the, the conversation about the mound of shit, what's really going on is you, every person with a dream has a choice between the life and the road that's ahead of them. And you know where it's going to take you, Mm -hmm. right? You can play it safe. You can end up with the car, the wife, the kids, everything. And it doesn't guarantee that that's going to be a good life because you're still going to have to work on all the shit that we're talking about anyway. Exactly. Right. Or you can embark upon, upon this path that forces you to be your best every day. Yeah. Right. Literally, because you you literally don't get a fucking choice. Nope. You can't show up half-ass on a sales call. Nope. You can't show up half. You could show up as half-ass as you want to be, but if you're not hitting the mark and relating to people, nobody cares. And if nobody cares, you fi- you you quickly figure out what your issue is. Yeah. So, man. Okay. So, question. Yeah balancing I, and I know we talked about this previously you going global right have you got have you gained more clarity on your global mission with i create life and you know because your your mission with i create life seems to be helping women who are crazy ambitious really have it all right it really seems like that's what you're doing how do you balance this global mission with motherhood? It's, it's a challenge. I can't lie. It, it really is because 
I'm a, I'm a, I want to say a soccer mom, but my son doesn't play soccer. I'm a football mom. I'm a basketball mom. I'm that mom that will be there on Saturday. Mm. And it's been becoming, it started to become a small issue. I won't say it's like a problem, but it's becoming a little tiresome because I have to think about my son's schedule as well as mine. So it's not easy, but I balance it by saying, if I want my son to have a good life, if I want my son to be exposed to different sports, just as I was, I played sports all throughout elementary, middle and high school. And yeah, high school, I didn't play anything in college, but if I want my son to experience that same thing, then I have to sacrifice because my mother did, you know? So I make sure that if I have to work longer days, that it just is what it is. Mm. So if I'm up till midnight, 1 a.m., but my son just had an awesome game, he made two shots and it boosts his self-confidence, that's what it's all about. And honestly, if you want me to be 100% honest with you, nobody subs for me when I can't take him to a game. Nobody subs for me if I can't take him to practice. So if I don't take him, he doesn't go. And for me, that's not an option because if he's missing practice or if he's missing games, those are him. That's him missing opportunities to boost his own self-confidence when he makes those shots or does good things. And And that's stressful. However, I balance it just by getting it done. And as far as my global mission systems and strategies, I've been trying to figure out what really works. Um, How can I go about it? without burnout so if that's increasing my average order value then that's what we're going to have to do if that's increasing content that's what we're going to have to do if that's making sure that i'm at every event that's in the city that's what we're going to have to do i just got off the phone the other day with somebody who lives in florida for an opportunity to have my products in their shop right so for me it's all about expanding how can i get my product on more shelves that I don't have to sit there and sell. It's going to be part of other people because if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, you're going to have to build a team. So for me, because I sell products as well as services, my team is connecting with other stores. They already have the building. They already have the platform. All I have to do is show up with the products and they know how to sell. They have a store. So it's going, it's getting my products on their shelves. It's going to be Um, showing up at events oh the lady the other day that I was talking to in Florida I was like okay well when you get ready to have that event let me know she was like I live in Florida I said I know I'm pulling up what you mean put some respect (laughs) on my name what's wrong with you exactly like you I'm pulling up let me know when the event's there I'm gonna hop on a plane and I will be there and that's what it's gonna be about it's gonna be about getting your mission and your vision out because you can show up at all events all the events around the city and you can build from there but as far as going global, then you have to expand your reach. And that's that's not for me, social media is only one segue. It's only one segue. It's great as far as getting you global. I've seen people blow up on social media, that's beautiful. But for me, I'm an in-person person. I like to talk, I like to love on you. I like to see your face. I like to look you in your eyes and give you encouragement that way. So if somebody's having an event in Florida or Houston, I'm gonna pull up. And we, we're going to hash it out. We're going to have a great time. So as far as going global and my children, it's difficult because uh, I don't have a lot of support. Um, 
Yeah. So that's been one of my biggest challenges, but I handle everything that I encounter with grace. And I know that if it's meant for me, it'll work out. Man. So I, I got to highlight this because if you guys are listening, she really just gave you guys the keys to the kingdom and not the keys <laughs> to any old kingdom, the keys to your kingdom. Really. You mentioned this part where you said it's systems, it's, you know, strategies, right? So when I hear systems and strategies, I'm thinking frameworks, processes, and systems again. Literally just had a uh, speaker rehearsal, again, showing up at the events, had a speaker rehearsal with, uh, you know, my my, uh, coach, and he broke down exactly that. He's like, look, frameworks are what makes everything easier. Yeah. And we, he literally, we literally just said and highlighted princ- the book Principles by Ray Dalio, right? Okay. Love that book, right? Um, but frameworks and processes make things simple, mm-hmm. right? I'm never stressing about what's going on with this podcast because I have a system and a process. The system and process work so well that I'm 12 episodes ahead. I could record single episodes or throw more out there. I could, if I needed to grow the podcast, I could release more episodes in a, uh, a week, right? Mm-hmm. I could release all 12 episodes in a day and still have enough to get the rest of this podcast done, right? Yeah. Um, that's really how systems and processes really work for you. So I, I love the fact that you said that um, and- listen, that is so important that it's literally the second thing that I teach in my new uh, digital entrepreneurship program. Mm -hmm. Number one is clarity. Number two is systems and processes, right? You can't go anywhere if you don't know where you're going. And if you do start going somewhere, you better know how to step one foot in front of the other. Like, let's talk about the process of walking, right? You're not going to trip and stumble all the way there. And I'm like, and we know that you can do that. As entrepreneurs, we've been talking about this for a minute. Like, oh, you can stumble your way to success, but it's not the healthiest way to fucking do it. It's not, but that's what, what I did. Shit, that's what I did too. I ain't gonna hold you. Y'all, y'all might as well come along, right? Go ahead, check out I Create Life and make sure you go, make sure you go to these the call in action in the podcast description so you don't got to trip and stumble all the way up the mountain and have bad knees and rickety elbows like us. Right, seriously. (laughs) That being said, I think it is now time for our story for a story section. Okay. Right? So not we did I don't think we were this developed in episode seven when we first saw you, right? But now yeah you was in episode seven. Right. Lucky number seven. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. now we do story for a story. So we come down to the end of the podcast when we're wrapping it up. Right. Not the end, not the very end. We're usually about 15 minutes out and we okay. trade. You give me a story and I give you a story. Similar nature. We're usually looking for wild, fun stories. Anything that helps us get to know you better. Anything that is just so out of pocket, like Give me an out-of-pocket story. What, what's something that we would not expect from Star? Mm-hmm. I told you, the free and authentic entrepreneurs, right? You did. I'm trying to figure out. What the? Can I have an example? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, we've had plenty of stories. I had uh, one story about, you know, a good friend of mine sneaking into Mexico and sneaking back. Uh, we've had stories about driving around naked in foreign countries. Um, yeah. Stories about anything. Just wild, crazy story. Okay. I also love putting my guests on the spot. I see. I'm trying to figure out. I can go first. Since, go we're, talking, since we're talking global. Because I'm right? just I'm gonna ask you, can you edit out this pause? Because <laughs> I'm gonna have to think about this. All right. So since we're going global, I'm not gonna edit out the pause though. You <laughs> nuts when I listen to the real. <laughs> it's going <laughs> but no it again authenticity this is real i like real life all right so since we're being real right okay. let's talk about a time that i had to be real in okinawa right so we're going global right so i think i was like 19 or 20 what however old i was i was at the e-club Right. Mm -hmm. And the E-Club is where all the Marines get together because we can't go party out in town because we're too young or we're we're not mature enough to go out in town and not create international incidents. Right. right. So but this is actually a true thing. Like okay. <laughs> you, you don't want us out in town. <laughs> we really do create international incidents. So we're on the base. There's an E-Club and the E-Club is the enlisted portion. There's the officers club where officers go because they're civilized and there's the e-club where the enlisted people go because we're not civilized right so as you are can as you can already assume the e-club was the fun one right. right and so with there me and my friends everybody's dancing chilling drinking doing what we got to do drinking ages 20 while you're in okinawa so we look over and we see like yo dudes dancing with this girl from our unit no big deal but we're protective we're a bunch of big brothers right mm -hmm. and some of us aren't really big brothers some of us are interested in her not me but a bunch of big brothers definitely big brother for me right, right. so they're dancing and he reached his hand down she's wearing a mini skirt and slides her uh his hand up her thigh that ends it right yeah. Big brothers don't get a chance to hop up before other dude who got a thing for the girl, right? Pops over and, hey, man, da da da. I'm watching this and I've already been NJP'd. I'm like, oh no, we're going to get in trouble. <laughs> right? <laughs> that, that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, oh no, we're going to get in trouble. Right? So my dude's about to beat the mess out of this dude. We don't know who he is, right? He's a white guy and it's like three big black dudes. And we always used to run the joke that uh, when you're in the military, as soon as they see three black people gather around, they like, oh, no, that's a gang. Y'all got to split up. Right. What? Yeah, we just got jokes. These are, we're, it's a very insensitive crowd. I, I'll say that. Oh, no, no, no. OK. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we no, but this is this is among the gang. So we was okay. like. Yeah, no, nah, it's a game. We got to split up. But 
right? So we had these running gags. I'm like, nah, bro, the gang is really about to be a gang. <laughs> right. Right. So I walk over there. I'm like, yo, no, nah, you don't got to do anything. Da, da, da. The man falls off, throws his hand, slap me. I got to ink. Yeah, like he slapped me, right? Okay. Slapped me and literally said, get your hand off me, N-word. Told you, wild and crazy story, right? True story. I got the uh, page 11 to prove it. And we're going to talk about why I got a page 11 in a moment. Okay. Right? So I blacked out. Uh, I didn't see nothing. I went to go pounce on him. All I know is I feel like you ever was in a car, you, you ever been in a car and your mom slammed on the brakes and the seatbelt catch you? Yes. So you go, I went to go pounce on them and they grabbed me, right? Oh, wow, yeah. That's how fast they grabbed me. It felt like they had to yank me back. I was like, all right, okay. All right, we're good, we're good. I'm not going to touch him. I'm not going to touch him. Right. Walk- so I wait till he's walking down the flight of the stairs of the E-Club. I go to push him. They grab me again. Hi. Okay, y- y'all, y'all are dedicated to this mission of not getting me in trouble. But when it was y'all two minutes ago, it was okay. I don't, I don't get this, right? Right. We, everybody, walk out. My friends start going this way. He start going this way. I start walking straight. They go, yo, Phillips, you, you good? Yeah, man, I'm just going on a walk. I just need to cool down. All right. Good. No, that's not what I was doing. I was going straight so I could come around and come back around, right? So I came back around. It's just me, right? To this day, this is the part of the story that I can say now because we're both out of the military. Okay. Right? My guy, if I ever have him on the podcast, I'll have him send uh say his side. He he comes up from behind. So he came up from the way that we came out of the E-Club. I'm coming up this way, right? Mm-hmm. He, This dude is out here with his four or five different people. So I was really ready to walk, run in on one, but yeah. it ended up being two, right? I said, what did you say? And I swung and I see my mans come up from behind and he hits one of the friends from behind. Bow, friend go down. I swung on the other dude in front. Bow, he go down, right? Oh, wow. The other three of us, the other three of them are looking at us, right? We look at the dudes on the floor. He take off running that way. I take off running this way, right? Right. There's a bonfire behind the um behind the uh the barracks when I get there. And I'm like, oh shit, I ain't getting caught. Take off my shirt, threw it in bonfire because I was wearing this. A uh, white shirt that had the image of a beautiful woman, much like yourself, on the shirt, right? So I took it off, threw it in the bonfire. I was like, "Man, now nah, they're gonna say it's the dude that was wearing a sexy woman on the shirt." I was like, "No, nah, I'm not doing that. Don't say nothing." Mm-hmm. Figure out the next day that one of the dudes—I uh, I don't know which one—ended up in ICU. I think it was the one I hit because when I, mean, I hit him, he fell back probably hit his head on the cement so i'm still following the code omerta right like (laughs) like cosa nostra i don't know shit bro i don't know nothing i wasn't there i don't know what you're talking about finally they walked me up to the sergeant major 
They read me my rights. I'm sitting mm-hmm. there like, what the fuck? I ain't even do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's, I'm really thinking I ain't even do nothing. Right. right? And somebody's listening to that. You knocked the guy out and call, put him at ICU. That was an equivalent exchange for him slapping me and calling me the N-word. I just want y'all to rewind and pay attention to that part, right? Right. So she's sitting there and I'm like, I no. They, so they had read, you have the right to remain silent. So I'm sitting there. Then she goes, we know it was you. Some people saw you and I'm remembering Oh, yeah, when I went to go hit him, somebody was like, no, Phillips. So why'd you? So now I'm sitting there like, all right, yeah, it was me, right? Mm-hmm. They sent me to anger management, right? They never caught my mans, right? So he, what? Yeah, they, ne- they never caught my other mans, right? Like the one that ran off, that came yeah. up from behind and snuck, dude, never caught him. Thank God, yeah. right? Like, I'm glad for that. But yeah. Crazy. Um, they gave me a page 11, after I explained everything that he did, they was like, so you hit people. First of all, I walked in, they was like, you can't hit people, look at you, right? Because mm-hmm. I was always in the gym, like that was just what I, they was like, you can't hit people, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there looking at them like, man. And they was like, what did he do? I was like, molested a girl in our unit, mm-hmm. slapped me and called me the N word, I can't hit him. Right. So that's my story, right? If you're going to put someone in the ICU, make sure they deserve it. <laughs> For sure. Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've never told this story before. Yes, that means it's a good one, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is, this is actually really embarrassing. But let's just say when I was younger, <clears throat> just remember that your front, frontal lobe doesn't fully develop until um, your late 20s. And that's the part of your brain that's responsible for helping you make good decisions. Okay. So now that's been said. Good decisions are boring. <laughs> they are. They are. But embarrassing ones are not good. <laughs> All right. So, listen. So when I was in high school, I lived in Memphis. And as y'all know, Memphis is wild and crazy. Memphis, Tennessee. And I had this boyfriend and we were very active, very sexually active. And so I was in theater. I've always done a lot of different activities and things in, in school. So I was in theater and we decided that one morning, during breakfast that we were going to go behind stage and can I, can I talk about it? Can I talk about you can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided that we were going to go behind stage and <clears throat> he wanted to um please me orally behind stage at school and what a gentleman right i'm not right start off today right well we got called and uh, yeah, I was running through theater with my pants down because I was trying to, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to run away from our theater teacher. <laughs> with your pants. 
<laughs> yes, with my pants down. And um, yeah, so I got suspended and so did he. And his mother still hates me to this day because we still chat every now and then. <laughs> still hates you? Like, grow yeah. up. Okay, so the real question <laughs> is what did the theater's teacher say as you was running away with the cheeks out? Well, she was just calling my name and really trying to catch up with me. But uh, I can say that that was the most embarrassing moment in my entire life. That's a really good story. What did you learn from that story? Don't have sex in public. (laughs) In places that you probably should. (laughs) That is not a lesson that I will be (laughs) co-signing. I think on one of the episodes, if you go back, I literally that that's what that was one of the ones like riding around Japan, butt naked, because that's what we was doing. You got to live. You only live once. Sure. But if my my, I would I would hurt him. So. But okay, so I'm going to actually flip this one for you. Okay. I'm going to say that even back then we had the spirit of an entrepreneur because Richard Branson promoted Virgin. uh, I think it was Virgin Mobile or Virgin Records by standing in a see-through tube in a skyscraper, right? You know, like one of those elevator tubes? Yeah. Right? Then he had the Virgin uh, thing above it Uh and had beautiful women around him who were Mm -hmm. naked. And he was just standing there, hands over genitals. Nice. Right. So again, when I'm a millionaire, maybe we can recreate some of these scenes. (laughs) As long as I'm a multi-millionaire as well. (laughs) Right. We're going to do an entire thing. It's going to be, who are we going to hire as the theater teacher? You think a lot a Yala Van Zant would be? I don't even know who that is. You don't know a Yala Van Zant? I don't know who that is. Okay. Erica Badu. As a theater teacher? Erica Badu looks like a theater teacher. Does she? With a big hat. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So Leaving our guests with something, what would you leave them with? Or leaving our listeners with something, what would you leave our listeners with? I would say, go for it with grace, full spirit, and just keep going. I don't care how many times you fail, just keep going. Just keep going, really. Just don't stop, I beg you. Just don't stop. Definitely agree with that. For all of you listening, go be great.